Thank you for joining us today at River City Church, a church living in love. If you have a prayer need, would like to speak to a pastor, or have questions about today's message, please email us at info at rivercitysmyrna.com. For more information or to give to the ministries of River City Church, please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. God If you guys, uh, we're going to pray over Sarah really quickly. Uh, Father, I just thank you that you have gifted Sarah. Part of her gift set is to share um, and to study and to know and to seek truth. And today she's going to share about something about close to her heart. So we just ask that you give her freedom to do that and peace to do that. We thank you for her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. I've got to adjust here. You guys know how much of a fan I am of deep breathing, right? So everyone, <sighs> release the stress. Did you know that? I told Josh the other day, that's why I'm always sighing out loud. It's because I'm keeping my stress level down, <laughs> which is true. That's the sad part. Um, no, it's just, man, I'm in a, such an interesting place, guys, and there's no telling as to my emotional state this morning. So we're just going to see. We're just going to go with it. Um, I feel really thankful to be up here. So thank you for letting me be up here. Um, I love seeing all your faces. So I look deeply into your eyes so I can memorize everyone that's here. Um, and I just feel really honored um, to be up here, um, especially since I've been out of pocket with our wonderful kids the last few months. Um, so today I'm talking about spiritual guidance as a, an individual and corporate spiritual practice or spiritual discipline. What's interesting is I spoke on this about two years ago. Was anyone here when I spoke on that? It was like a half message. You should, I don't know if you guys remember. It was like we didn't have enough time, so I like did five minutes and then came back the next week and did like another few minutes. It was super disjointed. Um, but it was, it's been interesting to reflect on like River City and myself since that time. Um, and so I just really felt this morning that I just wanted to take a minute and sort of um, reflect and also just be honest about me and where I'm at in the process with the spiritual disciplines. 
Um, so in 2014, we were vision casting for the church, and so we were thinking through what it means to be disciples making disciples, and that that was a really organic process. And so as I talked about spiritual guidance, it was our way of sort of unpack, uh, unpacking this idea of how we're supposed to make disciples. Um, but all of that was like still in incubation. You know, I was like looking back on our ideas and none of them had been planned and none of them had come to fruition. And so some of those have, which is really neat. Um, the last several months, you guys have been going through the spiritual disciplines, right? Yes. See, interactions, good. Um, so the spiritual disciplines are our way to individually and corporately create space for spiritual formation. It is only in the process of spiritual formation that we actually become disciples. And it is in the context of spiritual formation that we make disciples. So just want to explain that to you guys or show the difference. If there is something I am passionate about, it is spiritual formation. When I use the term spiritual formation, I am speaking of the process by which we are formed into the image of Christ in character and in conduct. It is the process by which I am discipled by Jesus but in the context of Christian community. So I grew up in a faith tradition when salvation happened as a moment, but now I really believe it's a process. The growing and waning of faith, the doubt, the questions, the signs and wonders, the taste and see moments, the deconstruction, all of this is a process that indeed makes me more like Jesus. And so from where I stand right now, these individual and corporate disciplines represent thousands of years of Christians who got it right and who got it wrong. When movements come and when movements goes, these disciplines and practices historically have tethered the church and its people. They are the ones that have consistently created space for the spirit to move. For me personally, these practices are bringing life. I might I've been going through a deconstruction where I've been looking at myself really deeply and also my faith. And I've realized at the end of the day that I can lean into these liturgies, these traditions, and they will ground me. They will say the things that I cannot say for myself. Not only that, they have allowed the spirit to move in my life in a new way. In them, I have found beauty and space to breathe. So for those of you in this community that have questions, you have doubts. Sometimes you don't have the touchy-feely. You often feel disconnected to God. You have a hard time expressing yourself in worship. Sometimes you don't know what to think about the Bible or the doctrines of the Bible. I want to tell you, it's okay. It's okay. Nothing is wrong with you. God is still present and he is still near. And you're here. You have not left this faith or this family because you are not ready to give up. You're not going to give up simply because you don't have all the answers. You're here because you know God is love, even when you can't feel it. You know that this kingdom mission on this earth is worthy and it is good. It can bring abundant life in a way that nothing else can. And at the very least... You believe this person, Jesus, was extraordinary. You want to follow him. So if this is you and you're like me, 
Lean in with me to these disciplines. As we've been going through these, creating space, go there. They will ground you. You can find Jesus there. For those of you that you don't, you feel God. You are the touchy-feely. You feel his spirit. You move in the prophetic. Let these disciplines ground you. Let it thicken and brighten and broaden your theology. So, in the spirit of where my heart is, if you guys could stand... We're going to read the Apostles' Creed. And I have to tell you, we did this at our conference this week, and I bawled my eyes out. I just bawled my eyes out. Um, Because sometimes you don't know what you believe, right? And when I hear my brothers and sisters say, I believe, guess what it does to me? My faith rises up. So we're going to say this together. For those of you that have great faith and those that have little faith, We're going to say it and speak it over each other. Okay. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified dead, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. For those of you that freaked out that maybe you said the Holy Catholic Church, it's okay. Catholic just means Christians. Okay. (laughs) You guys can sit. What I realized too is that, you know, we all come from these different faith traditions and some of you sort of grew up saying these things, right? And it just got old and it got dead. Um, Some of us have never heard them before and have said, why have I never heard this? This is so rich. This is so beautiful. But I just, wherever you are in that continuum, I just want to ask you that if you feel nothing, maybe ask God why. Am, Am I too used to these words? Am I not stirred enough? Or, you know, if I'm, if I'm so stirred, I'm bawling my eyes out. Like, why, why am I feeling that? What, where am I at and what do I need? And the Holy Spirit will meet you there. Um, so thank you for doing that with me. That's awesome. I love you guys. I was actually really grateful this week. So grateful for you all. Um, okay, so we're going to move on. <sighs> I just need to say all that. Now we're good. All right, spiritual guidance. So um, we're talking about spiritual guidance. And when we talk about this, we're going to sort of go into the, what I'm going to call the flavors of spiritual guidance. Um, and when we talk about spiritual guidance, it is you being guided via the Spirit. That's, that's what it means. Um, but we're going to talk about the different flavors. And so while we're in New York City, um, we went with friends of ours, and my friend is pregnant. And it's great because every day she wants to eat ice cream. And even though I am not pregnant... I'm like, sure, let's go get some ice cream. <laughs> this is a great excuse for, uh, for me to eat ice cream every day. Um, but we discovered this amazing gelato place on Columbus Circle, if you ever go, and it's called Grom, G-R-O-M. And so you go in, and it, maybe it's Grom, did someone say? I don't know. Um, so you go in, and there's all these delicious gelato flavors, but in the spirit of New York, there's a sign that says, you may only try to. <laughs> So 
actually, I saw Josh walking up to the table and they like turned the sign around just in case he was about to ask for 50 flavors, but you can only ask for two. So I got a Nutella, Nocciola, and what did I get? Chocolate. It was so good. But I only tried two flavors and there were like 10 other delicious, yummy flavors. So in spiritual guidance, if you can imagine that there are flavors, the goal is to try all of them all of them, as many as you can. It's not New York City. You can try as many flavors as you want. It's going to be totally fine. Um, okay, so in corporate guidance, there's individual guidance. I mean, in spiritual guidance, there's individual and then there's corporate. So when we talk about individual, we think of these things like scripture, personal circumstances, this idea that you feel a sense of the spirit in your heart, um, angels, visions, some of you have experienced this, dreams, signs. These can be very individual ways for God to speak directly to you. Now, corporate guidance, there's actually been a lot less taught about this than individual guidance. Corporate guidance is God speaking through the body to you. So it'd be like this, right? This happens in the context of community, and it's when the Holy Spirit leads through the body of Christ. This is actually very personal to me. It's why Josh and I are even here, actually. When we were in our last church, some of you guys know this story, we really felt God sort of like stirring in us for a transition, but we didn't know what it, it, what it was. So we met with probably four or five different people, couples, and just sat down with them and said, this is what we're feeling. And it was in that process that we left our former church and even planted this church. It was only because of, of spiritual guidance. I mean, God could have done it another way, but that was, that was the way that it was made very clear to us. Um, and in the Old Testament, think about it. God always led Israel as a people, right? Cloud by day, fire by night, right? It was a people. And then he spoke his words through the prophets to the people. Then you transition to the New Testament, and what happens? Jesus immediately grabs a group of people, right? The disciples. And this is what he says in Matthew 18. We all know this verse, or most of us do. Matthew 18, 19 through 20, again, I assure you that if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, then my Father who is in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there with them. And then we see these examples in Mark 6 and in Luke 10 of Jesus sending out disciples, and how did he send them out? Two by two. And then in Luke 24, when he appears on the road to Emmaus to the two disciples, there's two. So it's amazing that we so much emphasize individual guidance when there's such a rich model of corporate guidance in Scripture. There's also, in this, Acts 15, the early church is beginning to form, and they're trying to decide about Jews versus Gentiles and how to accept Gentiles in the church. And in the chapter, they literally have this discussion that by the end, there's this unity rule where they're all on the same page. And it's because the Holy Spirit had utilized the checks and balances of the community. And once their heart was in unity with the spirit, that became authority, okay? So his will plus our unity equals authority. Okay, so you have individual guidance and you have corporate guidance. We talk about corporate guidance. Hope you guys can stay with me. These are some examples of corporate guidance. Preaching, okay, right now, I am praying that the Holy Spirit would guide you through me, right? We're in a group. Small groups. This is one of the things that has been really neat to see happen in our group is before when I spoke this message, life groups weren't around. So life groups are a way 
that the Holy Spirit guides us. And then there's this last area, and this is one that's really dear to my heart, is this idea of spiritual direction or spiritual mentorship. Now, I'm going to use the word spiritual director probably more often right now, but it's the same thing as spiritual mentorship. Let me sort of, actually, Alethea was like, Mommy, what are you preaching on? And so I was telling her. So I was explaining this to her, that there in, in our culture today, or especially in the Catholic Church, there's the term spiritual director, and is someone who has been trained and has received a certificate. Okay, and then they become a spiritual director. That doesn't mean that that's the only role or the only thing you have to do in order to become, in order to do spiritual guidance. So spiritual mentorship is this more like we're in a family and someone's mentoring someone else. So that's sort of the difference. Does that make sense? Am I confusing you? Okay. So spiritual mentorship and guidance is this, spiritual mentorship and direction is the same thing. Directors are often trained. That's, that's the difference. Okay. All right, so this is nothing new. Spiritual guidance is nothing new. In Scripture, think about this. God and Adam, Moses, Joshua, Naomi, Ruth, Elijah, Elisha, Samuel, Eli, Jesus, and the disciples, right? So there's a pattern. If you look at it, there's a pattern throughout Scripture. But there's one that I want to land on for a minute, and it's Paul and Timothy. I just think this is so neat. So they actually have... A slide to, so you guys can see this progression. So Paul in 1 Corinthians 11 says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Or imitate me. Literally imitate me. Okay, so we're gonna, I'm gonna sort of going to show that this formation of Timothy, how it happens. So in Acts 16, Paul goes into this town. He immediately hears about Timothy. Timothy has a reputation. He feels drawn to Timothy and basically asks Timothy to join him in ministry. Timothy is mentioned 32 times in the New Testament. I just think that's amazing. Like 32 times. That's a lot of times. Imagine if your name was 32 times in the Bible. Like that's, that's pretty amazing. He's often called a follower. All right. And in Acts 16.2, he said people said good things about Timothy. Acts 19.22, Timothy was a helper. Okay? In Romans 16, he comes alongside Paul and begins working with Paul. Now, in 1 Corinthians 4, 16 through 17, this is what Paul writes. Okay. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. For this reason, I have sent you Timothy, my son whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in the church. Okay, so you see a little bit of movement. In Philippians 2, 22, It says, Timothy worked with Paul, again, listen to this language, like a son in spreading the good news. So now, Paul, uh, Timothy is not only walking alongside Paul, he's actually beginning to do the same, right? He's beginning to step into his giftings. Um, 1 Thessalonians 3, 2, and send our friend Timothy to you. He works with us as God's servant and preaches the good news about Christ. We wanted him to make you strong. Okay, so now you see what's happening. Timothy follows Paul. Now people are following Timothy. And we see in the letters to Timothy that Timothy is now a church leader. So now that's even more, he's shepherding more and more. And I just think that that's a really beautiful picture of spiritual mentorship. We use this imagery at River City that I love and that I'm going to keep using and keep using. Um, But we are always a shepherd and a sheep. We should always be following and always leading someone. Um, In the early centuries of the church, 
if you wanted to sort of convert to the Christian faith, they would give you a mentor and you would literally follow that person around and they wouldn't so much as give you information as you would just follow their life. Exactly the language we see with Paul. You would just imitate and follow and eventually that led to your baptism. So it wasn't like you were learning intellectual content, but you were learning a lifestyle. So it was really like apprenticeship. And then in the third century, there became the the desert fathers and mothers who were disciples of Jesus that moved to the desert. They just wanted to simplify their life. And people came to them and sought their counsel. And there's some really beautiful writings from the desert fathers and mothers. So this tradition got lost along the way outside the Catholic Church. And right now, there's so many Christians who just feel like orphans. Like, we're just craving. It's interesting that today's Father's Day. I don't know why I didn't make that connection, but today I was like, spiritual fathers and mothers, that's what we're talking about. Like, that's what we crave. Some of us really feel like orphans. So what is a spiritual director or mentor? A spiritual director is an individual who acts as a guide in the process of spiritual formation. So I'm going to put a quote up here I really like. This is of a spiritual director. Her name name is Diana. Yes. It's where one person trained in a variety of disciplines prayerfully listens to the life of another, asking gentle questions, pulling out threads, weaving them together into a new idea or question. Direction is not therapy, though it incorporates many ideas and even techniques from that discipline. It is also not pastoral counseling. It is its own unique animal, a thing unlike any other. Okay, and I'm going to read Richard Foster in his chapter on guidance. I think just gives a really good explanation um, for what a spiritual director must be. A spiritual director must be a person who has developed a comfortable acceptance of himself or herself. That is, a genuine maturity must pervade all of that person's life. Such persons are unmoved by the fluctuations of the times. They can absorb the selfishness and mediocrity and apathy around them and transform it. They are unjudging and unshakable. They must have compassion and commitment. Like Paul, who thought of Timothy as his beloved child, they must be prepared to take on certain parental responsibilities. Theirs must be a tough love that refuses to give approval to every whim. They should also know enough of the human psyche that they will not reinforce unconscious and infantile needs for authoritarianism. Spiritual directors must be on the inward journey themselves and be willing to share their own struggles and doubts. There needs to be a realization that together they are learning from Jesus, their ever-present teacher. So as you engage... Um, in your own process of spiritual formation, one of the things that we should all be doing is regularly sort of studying our heart. It means just taking some time, some silence, some solitude, and, and figuring out where we're at deep in our, deep in our soul. Um, and sometimes you find some scary things there, scary thoughts, scary passions, scary desires. What a guide does is help you really discern, like discern the spirits, discern your passions, and know where God is moving A spiritual director helps guide, name experiences, discern situations, and teach us how to communicate with God. So let me tell you about me. So the last time I preached this, I didn't have anyone who was mentoring me at all. And it's been interesting for how long I've been in ministry. I felt like that's been the hardest season to really find someone who would 
just sort of take me under their wing. I've prayed about it. I've actually approached several people, and people either are too busy or they say no, and I've just gotten really frustrated. Um, and so I heard that there were spiritual directors. So after I spoke this message, I thought, I can't speak on this and then not be living it. So there is a retreat center near here, and I called them up, and I said, do you guys have spiritual directors? And they were like, yes, we'll send you our list. So they sent me this list, and I was like, this already feels way too easy. <laughs> so I look at the list, and I'm like, all right. They said, just choose a couple, and then you contact them and see who's a good fit. So I did. Like, they have these little bios, and I was like, these people, this girl does yoga. I, like, I do yoga. Let's try this. So, you know, it's like matchmaking. So I ended up approaching three. And one connected with me, and we ended up talking on the phone. And like within three minutes, I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, this is it, right? And so that was almost two years ago. And I don't meet with her every week. I don't, um, I'm not like sending her emails and texts every day. It's a, it's a very different kind of relationship, but one that works for me. But I can tell you, as I've been processing, I told you about some of my deconstruction, there was a moment I was reading a journal one morning in my personal time, and it said, sit in God's presence and feel his love. And I sat there, and I'm hoping some of you this resonates with you. I sat there, and I go, I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. I don't feel God's love at all. So I went to her, and I was just probably crying again, saying, when people say they feel God's love, I think I felt it before, but I don't feel it right now. And this is what she said, when do you feel love? And I said, when I hold my babies close, I feel love. She was like, that's God's love. So every time you are holding and cuddling your babies, that's God's love. And I was like, that's so true. And then, then in that season of feeling sort of disconnected from God, I've been cuddling and snuggling my babies as much as I can because I go, I feel God here. That's what a spiritual director does. They go, that's just a normal, commonplace circumstance. No. In that circumstance, God is there. He is near. He is close to you. So a spiritual guide can help you really see the moments that sometimes are just moments, but other times are moments, big God moments. All right, so what does this look like for us? All right, so I want to ask you, what flavors of spiritual guidance have you tried? Okay, you're all here, so it's safe to say preaching is good. We all got that one. Small group. Have you been in this community and you haven't yet plugged into a life group? That is the surest and easiest entry to spiritual guidance. Maybe you're there. Maybe you're in the life group, but maybe you're craving something a little bit more. Maybe you feel like a spiritual orphan and you want someone to walk with you. Maybe it's the time to pursue spiritual mentorship. Or maybe just spiritual friendship. Okay, a lot of us, and I think this can be almost equal, a lot of us have friends, but we don't have friends that we're saying, guess what God showed me? You know, guess what? And really wrestling through that on a normal, regular basis. Maybe you need spiritual friendship. Think about David Jonathan. That was a spiritual friendship. And so I, sometimes I feel frustrated when I come to this place because I think sort of our contemporary worship scene hasn't made it very easy for us to connect with people and find spiritual mentorship. And I don't want you to be there and say, I want it so bad, but I can't find it. Like, I don't want you to feel that because I have felt that. So I feel like we just need to do something about that. 
And I don't even know what it is. So we're just going to do some experimentation. But what I don't believe is we're not ready to have a school where we can train a bunch of spiritual directors. We're not there. But I do believe that we can raise up spiritual mentors right now. And I do believe that you can be leading and following. Um, so this is what I want us to do. I want us to just pray. I want you guys to pray. If your heart goes, oh, I really want that. If there's sort of that craving, something that pricked up that went, oh, I desire that, then start praying. See who God leads you to. See if he puts a name on your heart. And then be bold enough to approach them. Even if they say no, be bold enough to approach them. I think about how we're moving into apartment living. And I think that there's a beautiful system of spiritual guidance being set up for those moving into those apartments. Um, we're trying to have spiritual fathers and mothers there and good spiritual um, peers and so I was like, yes, that's awesome. We're doing it there. So for those of us that are not in apartment living, let's do it here. Let's do it. So if we're thinking about it like ice cream, I feel like we're at this stage where we're like getting the ingredients. Like I have the ice cream maker, but I'm like, we still need to get the ingredients. I need some sugar. I need some milk. I need some eggs, right? Eggs go in ice cream. I don't know why. That makes no sense to me. Eggs. Did I already say? I don't know what else we need. Five ingredients, Okay. So I, would, I have this clipboard up here, and it just says on it, spiritual guidance. And if there's something in your heart that has risen up today, and you want to experiment with me, I don't know where this is going to lead as a church, but I love that we can experiment, right? I don't have to come before you and say, here's my fully formalized program with a logo. Okay? <laughs> we're not there. We're going to experiment because we're a community, and this is organic. But if you would love to give guidance, some of you already are. I look around this room, it's already happening, so thank you. If you would love to give guidance, if you're at a place where you can do that, please add your name. If you would like to receive guidance, if you're at a place where you would love for someone older or a peer to walk with you, and we can sort of make this happen somehow together, then add your name to my list. Or come see me or email me or any of, any of those above. Text me if you have my number, okay? All right, will you guys stand? Do you want me to close in prayer or you want to just take over? You can just take over. I'll just hand it over. Only because you told me. All right, so, uh, yep, guys, worship, thank you. How you doing? So, uh, that sheet you just had, Sarah, are you leaving it somewhere? Okay, on the... On the right side, read it before you write, okay? That would be interesting. Give guidance left, receive guidance right, okay? We're going to put it right here on this podium, and somebody's going to bring a pen with them and leave it here. <laughs> um, got one. So, really great. This is good. Uh, well, yeah, maybe, maybe move it over there. Um, so, let me just pray over you, okay? Um, Father, I love that you mentor us well. I don't think any per I am sure that every person in this room has had a human being come alongside them. And there's part of the reason why they're even here today. Some of the strongest growth that you provided for me came through people who would let me just lay it out. And so today, help us to interact with where we are at. Number one, are you needing guidance. Be honest and be okay to reach out. You can't have generosity without transparency. Number two, are you a well, full, 
ready to pour into or even think you are. And that, that jumped out to you. Even if you're questioning, I don't think I'm far enough along. Did that leap? Did you say, yes, I feel like doing that? Step out. And Jesus, as we lead worship today, move in this place. So as they begin to sing, you guys can interact and worship. You can sign the sheet. There's going to be prayer teams spread throughout the front if you need prayer. Father, guide this moment. In Jesus' name, I'll come back up in a second and dismiss. Thank you again for joining us today. And please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.